I'm very grateful to Joe for bringing both our Bible readings to us this morning, one from the Old Testament, Deuteronomy, and then from Luke in the New Testament. And both readings talk about the grace of God. And we're looking at it this morning as the grace of the Sabbath. So our Deuteronomy text is a striking illustration of the trust that the Israelites were invited to live within. For them, it was a real shift to go from many generations of slavery to a generation of absolute and total dependence of God in the wilderness. Once they had a fairly simple and very clear-cut way to live, but now they discovered that by God's grace they could own land and they could have some kind of say in their future. Now they can live in and shape the society with all the complications and the messiness that that brings. That never happened to them before. And now, just in case the practice of resting every seventh day isn't enough, God says that every seven years, all debts will be erased. Deuteronomy 15 verse 2 says, The Lord's time of release has arrived. Now, for you and me, in 2021. This speaks about the reality of a personal release for us, but also a release for the poor and for the marginalised. Sabbath helps us also to see that it's about a release from that which holds us. So a clean slate every seven years ought to prevent the consolidation of power and the disempowering and dehumanising of others, which is what the Israelites experienced. True Sabbath helps us to keep seeing each other as mutual caregivers, always belonging to one another and always able to help one another as God helps us. And so we must understand the grace of Sabbath and what it means. The story of the prodigal son helps us with this. A Sabbath kind of grace is pragmatic and it's honest. It calls out temptations before they happen. It calls us not to be tight-fisted, not to be hard-hearted, not to resent those in need as though they are taking something away from us. But now, more than ever, the world needs grace givers. As I said last week, God is God and we are not. Therefore, as creatures of our Creator, we're invited to join with our gracious God in the ongoing meeting of each other's needs. This is the way of freedom and the way of trust. This is the way of love. So the parable of the prodigal son is interpreted in lots of ways, but there's a particular delight in seeing it through the lens of the Sabbath. Now, you know the story well. And I think Ali, Carolyn and I have all preached on it at some point at Regent Hall. We know that the younger son goes off and does his own thing. We know that it all collapses in a heap and he returns defeated. What's happened? His efforts to define himself outside of the father's household were self-destructive and dehumanising. He thought he could make it as a solitary individual looking after number one, me, me, me. Yet in the story, he discovered he was loved and worthy simply because he was a child of his father. He is given a place 
working alongside his father in freedom and wholeness. As Deuteronomy says, the Lord's time of release had arrived. We are so tempted, aren't we, to measure, to compare, to earn our worth, that even those who are near to the Father and cared for in every way feel threatened when someone else is shown grace. But the grace of God is what we all exist within. We are claimed by God, not because we've proven ourselves worthy, but because God is love. We are to abide in this love and find our true joy and our true rest right in there. I read the other day that while they're on holiday, the average American will look at his or her phone something like 80 times a day. 80 times. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if we on this side of the pond are pretty much the same. Let me repeat what I just said. We are tempted to measure, compare and earn our worth. So often our phones, our electronic devices are the places we retreat to, to find not only good connections and good friends, which is great, but also a kind of social media affirmation and a sense of worth. Wow, look at my breakfast I just made. During lockdown, the question has been asked, is it time for a digital detox? Certainly this lockdown gives us its own perspective on the question. But Sabbath rest must be taken seriously here. The prodigal son looked outwardly for a sense of personal worth, when all along he missed truly taking time and making God and gracious rest his own priority. Have you ever stopped to think? A Sabbath clean slate was available for him all the time. As we saw last week, it's important to abide in God in Christ. As our old training principle used to say, to abide is to abound. So when in these pandemic days, when our hearts and minds are trying to find their equilibrium, this word gives us some real hope and direction. It also gives us a home, a true residence. So where is our real home? Where is our deepest place? I want you to look at this. I'm sure most of you, many of you will recognise that. This is uh, an icon by the Russian artist Andrei Rublev. It's the Trinity, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. We often take time at home to look at this. We have three of these around. We meditate and we consider this. If you look there, as you stare at it, you see that really what is happening, one of the many things that are happening in here, and I don't have time to go through it all, but is that we are given an opportunity to sit at that empty space. It's accessible. It's right in front of us. It's accessible. There it is. We are given opportunity to sit, to rest, and to enjoy divine community with the three in one. It is a beautiful image. We are invited and the prodigal finds his or her way 
into the heart of the family of God. It's a conscious imbibing or taking in of Sabbath rest and devotion as exemplified by the Almighty on the seventh day. We so often use the word blessed, don't we? I do. I use it as I speak. I use it in my emails. God bless you, bless you all, all blessings, every blessing. It's all there. And we have to try and understand that the Sabbath is about a deeper blessing, which makes us more aware and conscious of the all-embracing, never-ending love of God that draws us to himself. This is your place. This is your place. The grace place, if you like. When understood and experienced, this Sabbath place affirms us, gives us worth, and then enables us more readily to serve those suffering injustice, oppression, tyranny, just like the Israelites did. And in this Sabbath place, we know where we stand. We know just who we are. The Lord's time of release is ours, and we reveal that to our communities and to the world. How? Because we live in divine communion with the God of the Sabbath. Sabbath has shifted us from the place of slavery to the place of freedom. Sabbath has awakened us from death and darkness into life and light. Feeling our own joy is made complete. There is real hope for us in this world right now, now and forever. So at the end of this short series, I pray that we might each be able to say, thank you God for the wonder and for the miracle of the Sabbath. And as I said last week, Shabbat Shalom. May that be true in your heart. Sabbath peace be yours. Amen. Amen. God bless you.